0: Cheers. I don't know about you, but my countdown was going up instead of down. So here we are. What a way to start. Cheers. Welcome (laughs) to this edition of Road Tripping. Welcome to another edition
1: of Road Tripping. I'm your host, Allie Clifton. (laughs)
0: There you go. With RJ and Channing. Did you know that part? You failed. Just kidding. You failed. Guys, good to see you. We have a uh, wonderful guest coming on. He is the ESPN senior NBA writer. He is the host of the Low Post podcast, I bet you have no idea who I'm talking about. His name is Zach Lowe. He will be joining us in a couple of minutes, but while we wait on him, because he's currently doing his other duties, aka NBA Today, um, let's <laughs> let's get things rolling. Let's start in um, with the latest. Obviously, there's not anything else that needs to be discussed before we talk about this. Um, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets situation. Uh, Kyrie Irving has been suspended. That is the latest. At least at least keyword five games for tweeting a link to anti-Semitic film that denies the Holocaust and is based around Jewish families lying about their heritage. Kyrie has apologized on Instagram after another keyword, the suspension team statement included a line that said Kyrie is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. KD has said it sucks. And uh, the Nets GM Sean Marks said the team never considered waiving Irving. So there's a lot to unpack here, but I think Um, I'm just gonna put this out there for you guys. I would love for you to weigh in. Obviously, you have a completely different take um, When it comes to Kyrie Irving having won a championship alongside of him. We cannot overstate that enough Um, How does this all end? How much time does Kyrie miss in your eyes and Did he mismanage the situation given when his apology came? um, knowing obviously why he was apologizing in the (sighs) first place Rich Channing, who would like to go first?
1: <laughs> Channing. <laughs> Richard, do you want to? Okay, I'll go first. Fuck it. Fuck it. Here we okay. go. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> Happy Friday. Uh, this is the biggest lesson in in not what you're saying, but how you're saying it. Also, when you don't listen to what people are asking, like calm your emotions down and listen to what people are asking, sometimes your defensive walls go up. Right, And I think he apologized about that. Like, hey, my defensive walls went up. The worst thing that could have happened through all this is not just Kyrie posting that thing because, let's be honest, motherfuckers don't feel like reading a damn book all the time, right? So out of his six million, it may have been 400 that were like, ooh, let me go read this book. The fact that it was that he fought about it for days do you know what's the number one book on Amazon right now? <laughs> that fucking horrible book. That is the worst. That's not what he wanted to happen, but because of the the wall and def- defensiveness, like I am happy for Kyrie that he's trying to find who he is in his journey, but through your journey, if you happen to step on a twig or step on somebody's rose bush because you didn't know, hey, my bad. Let me just keep pushing. I'm gonna go this way. That's all you have to say. It wasn't an attack on who he is as a person or what he believes. It was like, yo, you kind of went down the wrong lane. You got a back. It's a one way lane, and my house is at the end. I need you to go this way. And he was like, nope, this is the right way, and you didn't. You didn't need all that. You didn't need all that. And the Nets are right now are a dumpster fire. Kyrie and, and Katie just wants to play. Kyrie just wants to play. And it became everything. It's always everything but hooping. And it's just a lot. There's already a lot of stuff going on on the team. God forbid something happens to Ben Simmons. Shit, the Nets. You might as well just... Yes, Network might as well be ESPN. It's the same thing. Turner, too. We ain't talking about nobody else. That's the worst thing that could have happened through this situation as more attention goes on. I don't believe that you got to force somebody to say sorry, but I do believe that when... Things go wrong, and you have a clear yes or no answer. Just say no. All you
2: could have said was, come on, man. Heck no. Come on, man. Heck no.
1: And it would have been done. Are you
2: anti-Semitic? It's like, I can't be anti-Semitic. And, and like, these are the things that are (laughs) just... It's like, this is the the black people can't be racist. Black people can be racist. Let me just say this. Let me say this. Black people can be racist. Now, they in order to, there's a level of racism that also means like oppressing, right? Like, like, like they say, you know, if you can't oppress a group, then like, can you truly be racist against them? And there's a lot of things, but like, if you can, are you saying that you can't be anti-Semitic because you're Jewish? That's even that's false. If there is a Jewish person out there that doesn't believe the Holocaust happened, that's anti-Semitic, that, or that's anti-Semitism. That is still like, you know, yes, it's hate against your own people, but you can be Jewish and be anti-Semitic. It's, it's not that, you know, it's not that confusing. And, uh, you know, it is, it, it, this is about education. This is about education and understanding. That's what, you know, I, and I shared it with you guys. We had a rabbi on NBA Today, I've been getting people tweeting at me like, I can't believe you guys had a rabbi on the air. It's like, like, we didn't put a rabbi on the air. Kyrie Irving put a rabbi on our air. (laughs) He's the one that put him on our air. We didn't just was like, hey, do we want to go to a local Jewish center and just talk to a rabbi? No, but we had to understand from the people that are being affected by this. And he spoke, you know, on it. And so it's just just there needs to be more education about this. If Kyrie, like you said, Kyrie's family, I I believe their origin is in Ethiopia. Um, you know, and and then I understand like he's searching for his history and he's looking for his history, and he's learning his history. I understand that. I'm not I don't know enough about that to speak on that, but I do know enough to speak on mankind. And if someone is is saying that they are offended and it is a group of people and you start listening to them, on top of the climate today, when you're talking about what just went down with Kanye West losing a billion, multi-billion dollar fortune because he was just not mentally there, like that, I don't know. It, it, it just, to me, is that, but there's been so many opportunities for Kyrie to do the right thing. That's the problem. That's the frustrating thing.
0: I, I hope Kyrie understands as well, and I think you guys this is a no-brainer. I hope he understands that because of so much goodness that he can bring, that he has brought, yes. he is someone that people look to. And no matter what he puts out there, it is promotion. Yes.
2: Yeah. How much does it because cost to promote on his page? How much does it cost to promote ah, on his page? But hey, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. If just it's in general, free? No, Joseph Family Ones, what's up? That, no, but no. What I'm saying is that. What I'm saying though is this: is that. Like all of us, you know, have X amount of dollars. We understand everybody, influencers. There's enough influencers out there. There's enough social media savvy people. How much, how much do you think a post to 17 million Instagram followers, half a million, Mm -hmm. million dollars for a post to 17 million direct to consumer? Like, yeah. so that's basically, you know, that's donating a half million dollars, you know. And now it's in the it's in the millions. It's in the tens of millions because it's been so blown up in the conversation about it. More but than literally, that. more it, than that. But, but, but yeah, I'm saying like you yeah, can't it's, even. It's more a hundred million dollars. Yeah, a hundred million dollars has now that guy who wrote that, that book. That guy who wrote that book at no point. It's probably a millionaire. Probably a millionaire.
1: Millions. Now. It's just, uh, and again, and we're, let's talk about the real issue because both sides of it. Amazon should have taken that book down the minute that this They're went making on. Making
2: money, making money. They're Attitude.
1: make. I understand. They're making. to me, that's blood money because it's not. We may not see it in a month or in a year, but the stuff that's in the book is creating a sense of aggression towards Jewish people and and how they live and who they are as a person. So if I read a book that says all bald guys uh are mean and like to cuss. Then as soon as I see you, I'm gonna go. Well, he's already mean. I don't want to be friends with him. Like it's just it's gonna be ingrained, and that's what I'm worried about. It's not not now, not this next week. Making money, it's It's currently making money. Later,
0: how do they have it up?
1: But again, it's let's keep the energy the same.
0: Rich, you all you all oftentimes say. Someone else's expectations of us are not our responsibility. And when I listened to his initial press conference, that's exactly how I understood him. And I agree with that. I agree with that, that thought process that you live by. And it's helped me in many ways. Having said that, Kyrie, you do have a responsibility to understand that words matter, that people listen when you speak, whether you speak it out loud, whether you put it on your social platforms, people are paying attention to you and what happens from there. Is why we're in the situation that we're in currently. Yeah, well, and but,
2: it's, it, but even with the, even with everything that we have just witnessed with, with, um, uh, with Kanye West and just understanding and seeing just, and there's been so many chances that, that, that'll be the last thing I say that, that's frustrating because mm-hmm. Joe Side put out a tweet. That's the first I heard of it because I was doing the game. So I called the game on Thursday. Friday night, I I see the tweet and I'm like, what is this about? So then I go check this out, and now you're like, oh damn! So the next day we got two hour meetings, and let, you know what? Let's Dude, let's take Turner a second. Let's had take a back. Two hour let's take, meetings. Yeah, we had two hour meetings, but but let's take a step back. Let's go back to the original. Two <clears throat> what? But two weeks before the season, when he's post- posting Alex Jones, like Like that right there to me is just, and on top of it, there are a couple of things. One, if you're in Brooklyn, like the, the large Jewish community there, right? Uh. Then on top of it, Sandy Hook is like probably 45 minutes from Barclays and you're reposting Alex Jones, a man that just lost a civil suit for a billion dollars because he was torturing families that live 30, 45. That's your, that's your key demographic. That's your fan base. And you're reposting him. It doesn't matter if it was 20 years ago, 15 years ago, five minutes. The minute that you post this man, his message, and everything that he says, regardless of what, if you agree with one or two, anything that that man says, your entire audience has now met him and believe that you agree with him.
1: Like and Hitler could say, it. the sky is blue. I'm not going to repost it. It'd be like, well, it'd be like, hey, it's I true. I believe like, the sky cold. is
2: blue. I, yeah. yeah. I believe in this occult, but it I don't believe that like the Sandy that. Hook stuff is, you know, is real. He doesn't say that. He leaves it up there and just allows for everybody to get into an uproar, and he doesn't clarify. He could have clarified for a long time.
1: Yeah. The clarification to me is like, Kyrie, you're an extremely intelligent uh, person, but your defensiveness seems like when you get in arguments with people who really don't know like past step one, somebody's like, yeah, man, I think, uh, you know, uh, R.J. Barrett should be MVP. Why? He scores points. Okay, what else? <laughs> what? Well, does he not score enough points for you? Like, you're like, wait a second, why are you getting mad at me? I'm just asking to, like, elaborate. Why, like, if you know enough about what you're talking about, you can elaborate on that. And and that's, oh, it works.
3: Oh, it works.
0: Mic check, mic check. Having oh, said I, that.
3: Did I just walk right into the podcast already going on? Yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. No. You're
0: so we welcome in our guests, and I must say this: we often talk about athletes and um, how they have this responsibility, this opportunity to star in their role. And sometimes we take it one step further and say, "Play your role with enthusiasm." And I'm not gassing this individual by any means. I truly mean this. Anytime you listen to Zach Lowe, you read oh. his writing, you watch him on NBA Today on television. He is the epitome of enthusiasm, and I appreciate that. So I hear it in your writing, Zach Lowe, your 10 things, which we're going to get into, the column that you do. I listened to your podcast this week earlier uh, with you and Richard, and it's just it shines every single time. So welcome to the Road and Podcast yet again, Zach.
3: That, that introduction would surprise everybody in my personal life who thinks I'm just like a curmudgeon. I tuned it out. Curmudgeon
1: is my favorite like, word now. Yes. That-
3: to, to hear people, to hear someone describe me as like positive and enthusiastic, I'm not even sure what to do with that. Oh, and you listen to Richard true. on a podcast, on an, you podcast with Richard and you voluntarily listened to more Richard on another <laughs> medium.
1: Yeah. Never.
2: That's
0: no, no, no you know, she, went, to
3: she wanted to, she wanted to listen to, I tried to, to star in
0: my role. I did, she wanted back. to, listen to Zach Lowe. Um and, and also, Zach, when you tell me that your wife is ready to get drinks on a Friday, like, Kay, hey, how can I not Ooh. love you even more? Like, what a perfect combo. So we've got we've got to we've got to get to it. Let's I'm do
3: it. Sorry. No, I mean, look, it's been. I think we're all ready to get drinks on this particular <laughs> oh, Friday after the last. Oh, I was going to say week. It's really been two months in the NBA. It's been it's been a lot. It's been a lot.
0: am here guest. for it. Uh, I'm yes, here for it.
2: Though. Wait, no, can, wait. Can I say, say can I say this? Can I say this really days? quickly? Really yes, quickly. Go ahead, Channing. No, no. Go ahead. No, no. I really don't have anything.
1: Oh, I was just like, other than the last five days. The first beginning of this season has been absolutely amazing. Like Zion coming back is Jokic going to be good. Dame was good. Like Toronto surprising who the fuck knew about Utah. The Spurs aren't a trash bag. Like these, there's so many great stories that it's hard to keep up with all of them. Like, the, the Nets are boo boo, which is also a story. Giannis is playing great.
2: I like, like I like it. You just say boo boo. That was, that was, a, that was, <laughs> I, was not to, to, I don't want to say an absolute
1: dumpster fire, but you,
0: you know, can say that. You already that. did. You already did. Purity
1: I already did. It. did. <laughs> I mean, but, but then you go to like week, uh, the beginning of week three. The late Russ goes to the bench, seems to have enthusiasm again for the team. You have, uh, Lonnie Walker Jr. looking like Harold Miner Jr. Like going out there getting 30. Harold Miner, what a reference. That's a reference and a half. They're playing good with some enthusiasm, beating semi-good teams. Like, I'm like, I'm here for it. Who would have thought the Warriors would look like the Kings (laughs) right now?
3: Did you (laughs) all, did you just go through every good thing happening in the nba and two former cleveland cavaliers champions did not mention the six and one uh-huh. cleveland cavaliers oh i was giving I know, them their, i was giving them their I, time
2: no, no 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 he did that i let i let channing do his thing
1: well i forgot about minnesota being i thought I, they are who we thought they were right that's their reference and then cleveland is so okay so here's what i'll say about cleveland and I'm going to let you talk, Zach, this is... I don't experience. care. I like I like This is easy. I just sit here and listen. I'm worried that Evan Mobley, because he's not getting... that. There's not a lot of pressure on him to develop offensively right now because Donovan is playing so well. Uh, uh, Darius is playing well. I would like him to continue to be aggressive because if he can... And I'm going to use this reference. This is a smaller version of what the Boston Celtics had with KG, Paul Pierce, Rondo and that team. So for me, if he can be that defensive anchor, be everywhere, be aggressive, finish around the rim, I think they're going to I think they're going to go to the finals, Eastern Conference Finals. That's if the Bucs are healthy.
3: Wow. Eastern Conference Finals right away for the Cavs. That's bold. That's bold. That's, bold. That's not I just that don't bold. think it's not that, exactly. that ball. Philly is boo boo. I think exactly. they're going to
1: beat Toronto. I think the only team that's really going to bother them are the Bucks. That's if they're helping. Allie's like, Zach. Zach. Boston? Zach. Zach.
3: Is out on Boston? Zach. 0 yes, 2.
0: Richard had the Cavs finishing with the best record in the Ooh. East. That was his hot take. And now hey. you've got Channing saying that they're going to go to the conference finals after Channing had the Orlando Magic in the top eight. So this is what you're kind of dealing Okay, so RJ,
3: RJ was hot, high on the Cavs, look, looking mm-hmm. smart. He also took Warriors over the field. To win the championship, and the Warriors are three and six or seven.
2: It's her. I did watch the end of that Orlando game. I did watch. Not great, of. man. The Orange is looking good, but look, nah, they'll be fine. I'm, they'll I, be fine. I, I, they'll they're be gonna fine. be fine. Like I, I feel, Paolo is different, different now.
3: Oh, is well, yeah. good, man. He's, 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 he's Zach, I think
0: bold. you should actually start there because your ten things you have. Paolo Bancaro. Can he save the Magic?
3: Yeah, the Magic. It hasn't been a great ten years for the Orlando Magic. It just it's it's been rough. I don't think whenever I meet an Orlando Magic fan like in the wild, I, I just have so many questions. Like, how did how did this happen to you? Do you still watch? Do you still watch the games? Uh, are you from within half a mile of the Amway Center? Why? How? Like, if you are Shaq Penny generation age, that's fine. I get even, it. The last it, ten years Dwight have been how- rough.
2: But even like think about it. Like people forget that. That there's actual, like, some history there with Orlando Magic. <laughs> like, there's some basketball history, like Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, like, um, um, Nick Andrew. Dwight Howard, Dwight, Dwight Morris Howard, Channing like, Fry. J- no, no, you better let, not. God, that. You that better was a part not. of those 10 years. That was a part of those <laughs> shitty 10 years you were mentioning. Oh, that, you know? Victor
1: Oladipo, Aaron Gordon, Tobias Harris, Evan Fournier, Vooch. All on the same team: Willie Green, Luke Ridnour. Wow. <laughs> Zach,
2: okay. Okay. He's just gonna go over the whole roster, Zach. My my question is, when you when you kind of look at like the way the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, and I know it's early, and, and there's like teams that are supposed to be great, teams that are supposed to be bad. Like last year, I thought was the first year that I was like really just like, hey, dude, the Easter is just better. The Easter is just better. Yeah, the Warriors were good. But I just thought the East as a whole, like that middle four through 10 range was just, I just thought it was just, it wasn't even close. Like, do you think it's even this year? Like,
3: what do you think so
2: far when it comes to the two conferences?
3: I think it was closer to even last year than you're saying, but I I do think the East was a little better last year. Um, It's funny. So, so, so going into the season, I thought the East was better top to bottom because all the apparent or all, but one, maybe of like the, outright tanking for victor teams were in the west but like utah is winning uh san antonio is what is san antonio right now five and three three. so those teams haven't been quite as as than houston yet and (laughs) then in the east brooklyn orlando detroit they all have two wins indiana was the team that i think everyone thought in the east was going to be the heavy tanker they're they're three and five so it's been a little more the west has probably been better to start the season than the east but i think that will I think though that that will come out in the wash as the season goes on. I think the East will end up better. I'm be interested to see though what the. It's always fun to look at what the conference interconference record is when the West plays the East. But I do think like Spurs, Jazz, I think will fall back to earth. Although the Jazz look, Jazz look straight up frisky. Like they're not bad. They're a matchup problem. They're just they're weird. Just, they're just got a lot yeah, of weird big they pass big dudes.
1: The shit out of the ball, right? And they're they're positionless, right? And that's. I've actually had to watch a bunch of them. Lori Marketing is <laughs> Had like a to, you center. got to
2: watch. You got to watch, not that, had nah, to No, nah,
1: no, because at times I'm like, oh, what the hell are y'all doing? And other times I'm like, oh, I see it. They completely flipped. Everybody is a threat because there's no pressure on them. Like, everyone is free stroking out there. Just shoot this bitch. Oh, good shot. Boom. You say free stroking? Sh- free stroking. They're just throwing that thing up there. None of them, they don't care. They make mistakes. They're like, oh, all good, dude. We're supposed to lose anyways. Like when when they blew up the team in 2014 for the Suns, that's how we were playing. They were like, "We're supposed to be shitty." When we had Goran Dragic and uh, Eric Bledsoe and Miles Plumley, we ended up fucking around and winning 48 games that year, and they still blew it up. But we didn't even make the playoffs. It was that was the year they said the playoffs. That was, that was when uh, the was West fair.
3: was when the West was the West, man. When you could win oh, 48 man. games and not make the playoffs, that that's. That's when people are agitating for we need to get rid of the conferences and just put the top 16 teams into the playoffs because the West was so much better than the East every single year. Oh, Let, well, yeah. It was like 36 bean, wins like, would get you ooh. would get you the eighth
2: seed in the West. Sorry. Go ahead. Or oh, eighth
0: seed in, in the East. Let's keep it a bean like Channing likes to say. Because I hear what you're saying, and we're talking about the teams that are being successful right now early on. But in reality, we know that it's a very long season. So, one, can the Jazz sustain it? Or who do you think really will be those teams that end up tanking? Will they end up tanking?
3: I think the Jazz, we're 10 games in. They're pretty good. Like I think they're going to end up being – if unless they start shooting themselves in the foot a little bit and trading people and making up injuries and things like that, I don't see why they can't be like a 38 win – Kind of team, which is not where they, I think, ideally would want to be. That's in the in the middle where you don't want to be. But you know, if they keep playing these guys and these guys keep playing well, like they're, I don't see why they can't be around five hundred. Which is certainly not what any of us expected.
0: But
2: they're not going to do that. But they're not going to do that, right? Like, like there is no rational. Don't, don't Zach, don't, don't shrug. Okay, I mean. I'm saying, why? Because this was different. It'd be different if you had a Paulo Banchero and you had a young star that you were going to build around and your team just elevated to like an above average space. They don't with all do my, my Arizona brother marketing and they got context and George, you know, they got talent over there, but there's not a like a, a star that you're going to build around. So the worst thing that you do, it's almost a fireable offense. If you don't get yourself into this position to at least be like a top three or top five
3: pick. But you guys were both players. So if you were if you were playing 25 minutes a game for the Jazz right now and in 20 games, 15 games, you're 500 or better. And, and the coaches or the GM said, hey, look, man, we got to you got to go. You, you just start trading. Him.
2: You start trading. Don't trade you want to keep
3: don't, <laughs> you, don't you? But as That's a player on that team, so don't well. you want to keep playing? No. no, yes, yes, no. you want to. No, For uh,
2: we're not talking about us as a team. We're not talking about us as players. Players, yes. Players would love to just prove the world wrong and make it to the eighth spot and go. You know, they would love that. But this is about the Utah Jazz as an organization. As an organization, it would be irresponsible of them to not, unless you have a, a, a talent to build around, you have to go find that talent. It. And re- with all due respect, you're not going to like... Utah is typically not a high-level free agent destination. Although I played there, it is an amazing town. Don't get sensitive on me. I'm just saying they're not a high-level free agent destination, so they have to do it yep. through the draft.
3: I agree. No, look I what you're saying what you're is, is, gonna get is right, but yeah, but what you're what you're saying is right, and that's what we all expected. Like they were, I think they had the second lowest over under in the league uh, by Vegas before the season, like 23 and a half wins or something. So certainly the plan appeared to be go all in for Victor or Scoot or whoever else. And you're probably How good is right. Scoot? How God, good is Scoot's really Scoot? good. See, that's what really I'm saying. Good.
2: Scoot would be like.
0: Scoot.
2: I don't know. I've never know seen Scoot. Scoot. I've seen, I've seen what? a lot of Victor.
0: That's because you're so on Wemby Watch that you, you don't yeah. even pay attention to anyone. Scoot no, is I playing only, right I now. Wemby
3: playing right now. Is we're recording this?
1: Yes. Wow. What to me? Here's a wild question. And it's for Zach, not you, Richard. where does Shea gilders alexander go where does he go and like really do something because he's been traded to a lot of different teams i think three now where i'm like dude this dude is nice and can't stay anywhere but should be your second or third best player
3: on a playoff team why are we trying to get him out of oklahoma city if Sam Presti's listening if Sam Presty's listening him. to this podcast, he's going to say, "Here goes the media again, the big bad media." Yeah, it's Meanwhile, it's it. a former player. It's not me making up the fa- fake sh- SGA trades. It's Channing Fry Sam Presti making <laughs> up yes, the fake. Get S- him out! Free you, SGA! Free!
0: Wow! Wow! Yeah, but I have agree you, with that. Why you- Channing?
3: Have you checked with SGA to see if he wants to be uh, t- shipped out of Oklahoma City where he's averaging 32 yeah. points a game and getting to do whatever Damn. he wants?
2: Get him. Get him, Zach. Listen,
3: get
1: his like, ass. Like, Light his ass. When you up, used Zach. To I'm not your getting chores. anyone.
3: I'm just asking yeah,
1: questions yeah, you know, Zach. Light When you his used ass to do up, your Zach. chores when you were young and your parents gave you $10, and you were like, man, I could do a lot with this $10. And then they took you to the dollar store. You're like, man, what the fuck is this? But you can get 10 things for $10. That's what SGA is doing in Oklahoma City. He's doing nothing with a lot, or a lot that was with it. nothing. That was the, I need, I need, like a, that I need a minute. My I need God. a minute to process oh that that analogy. Um, it
3: was bad. Oh, I thought it was going to come
2: around. It didn't. I, I, yeah, Where I like <laughs> it. Is you went full? You went full like Michael Scott. Sometimes I just start talking. <laughs> and yeah. See. Where it goes. Uh, I don't know where I'm, what I'm going to say as I
1: just start yeah, talking. Yeah, that one didn't come back around. That boomerang was a little <laughs> bent. I threw that motherfucker out like, Why do I feel like...
0: The,
2: you had the analogy, and you were like, wait, it's here. Oh, it's not here. It's not here.
0: Channing, what's it, your percentage where that shit does not stick sometimes? Oh. I feel like you live 90? with analogies. Okay, oh, I also feel like you funny. asked Zach that question because you've been thinking about where you'd like SGA to go. <laughs>
1: Now I want to hear what Zach, where's Zach, should, where he should go.
3: But I, you know, I've actually yes, been, I've actually, I was, I've watched the thunder a bunch recently. Cause they keep playing teams that I want to watch. I'm not necessarily seeking out the Oklahoma city thunder. They keep playing teams that I, I am seeking out. And I have been thinking about like, so this is the question you ask about all, all the number one guys on all these teams is what do they look like on a great team? Like, as you said, Channing said, is he the number two? Is he the number three? And he's not – if he ever gets traded to a great team or is part of a great team, he's not going to be able to dribble a gazillion times and run the offense every single possession. He leads the league in drives. He's like top three in pick and rolls. He gets to do whatever he wants. Does it, how does he translate? And you start looking at him, man. He is he is really effective off the dribble. And if you look at his three-point shooting numbers, he's – it looks like he's not a good three-point shooter, which is what you would want. Like if he's going to be a number two guy, he's going to have to shoot more threes. He's 34% for his career. But if you look at catch and shoot, he's 40% or over four oh. straight seasons now. And he's starting to post up. Have you guys noticed that? He never posted up before. I don't watch he that. Start, he's starting to post up this year, <laughs> which is like the more tools you have in the toolbox, the more fittable you are yeah. around the league. So he's yeah. becoming really interesting. I just think he's really good. Where It's all the teams that that missed out on like... Mitchell and Durant, you know that he's like the next guy. So I guess you would have to naturally say like Knicks and all that. But we'll see. I I think we got to see what happens with. I think we got to see what happens with the Nets situation first. Is that an that... option
0: for the Lakers?
3: no Forty no, percent on catch
0: shooter. and shoot threes. No, we no. don't need it. Is that what you just said? We don't. No, need you a need
2: it, but J-J you J-J ain't getting Steph. You ain't getting
3: Larry Bird. It. <laughs> you got nothing. No. You got two first round picks and. And uh, well, Russ, Russ is going to be six man of the year now. The whole narrative has flipped on Russ in seventy two hours. He's accepted bench roll. He's thriving. Everything's good now, right?
2: Mm hmm. It's outstanding for him.
3: <laughs>
2: you love to see it, but I don't yeah. know how long that's going to last. No, I, look. If they're winning, everyone's happy. They're two and zero, right? Two and zero. Yeah.
3: Two and zero with Russ on, on the bench. bench.
2: Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, they're two and zero on their season.
0: They're two and oh. one with him coming off the bench.
2: Okay, same difference. Thank you. Ellie. Same difference. We, yeah, we, I thought don't let the SGA truth get in the way of a good lie. would be the best to me.
0: SGA why are we talking?
2: Why are we talking about SGA?
3: This is really. This has yeah. really been a surprising episode. We've got Orlando, Oklahoma City, Utah. We're hitting all the I'm hit. We're playing the hits us. right now.
0: <laughs> I'm actually going to take us a different direction because you mentioned. Everyone asking about star players and how they can impact, or or however you said that, it made me think of your statement um, or question, not statement, I digress. Your question, Zach, that you asked. And Uh-oh. I would love for the guys to weigh in uh, as well with you. Was Draymond Green ever really a star in his own right, or was he the beneficiary of playing alongside the okay. two? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me shooters. let me stop you there. Let me
3: let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Got so Yusuf, So the Yusuf Nurkiches of the world who just see a headline and call me a clown, and then say Draymond is a Hall of Famer. And don't click on the story. Maybe Yusuf Nurkic, who makes $20 million a year or whatever, doesn't have ESPN+. Plus. That's cool. like He doesn't have to pay for it. But didn't read the story where I said, Draymond Green is a likely Hall of Famer. In the story, I don't write the headlines. The headline writers know what gets people to click. They write the headlines. The story was very clearly pro-Draymond Green. I have said many times that Draymond Green is a genius and a basketball savant. So... The the framing of the question is a little bit facetious, but as you do talk to people around the league, you will find people who are like come pretty close to saying Draymond, like on another team, on another team without those two shooters. Like what is he really amount to in the NBA? Is he just kind of like a good player versus people who think Draymond is a star, almost regardless of context. I do think that's an interesting question because he's such a unique player. And Stephen Clay are such unique players. He is an interesting guy to think about like how would he translate to other contexts? And that's that's the only reason I wrote that story, but I that now I would like to hear them opine on Draymond Green. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer if yeah. he gets drafted to the Pistons? Yeah. If he gets drafted to the Pistons, no. if he gets drafted no. to the Blazers? No. No.
1: no.
3: But oh. I, he won't dis- never I won't I won't disrespect he is on another team
0: we will never yeah, all,
2: And 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 he look deep <laughs> down. Draymond knows that. Draymond knows that, and he uses that as fuel because he knows that people question like, like, oh, you're only this because of that. Like, with all due respect, I, like we, I joke that I owe everything to Dray to Jason Kidd, right? Like, yes, I played with Jason Kidd. I fully acknowledge that I had a head start. That I had a head start. Like. On my career as an athlete playing with Jason Kidd, the best passer of a generation, right? So it was like all I had, like the game was so simplified for me, which allowed for growth. So like I had, I had the same thing. Like would I be, would I be the player I was if I didn't have Jason Kidd feeding me passes? Well, part of me is like, I had to finish him and we traded, we traded Keith Van Horn my rookie year. After my rookie year, they traded Keith Van Horn so I could start. After going to the finals, you don't think there's fucking pressure on me to now get back to a finals? Right? Like, I'm the new starter and they traded somebody away so you could do it. I'm in my second year starting. How did we make
3: this about Richard immediately?
2: Just my point. Here we go. Bring it back (laughs) around. Bring that back
3: around.
2: Oh, my point, Zach, is we're going to. RJ, you know I'm just kidding. I, well, yes, yes. I don't even want to talk about it anymore.
0: Finish. Finish. Your point. (laughs) Finish your Good point. Good move, Christian. Good move. I forgot. This it. is what happens when you. He, he's when saying you, that
3: he got he got to benefit from playing with great players, but then he came into keep. So had, yeah, he so had this mess. So
0: basically, that he's every, comparing yes. himself to Draymond Green. <laughs> I'm just, guys.
2: Only I thing I was trying to say was that. You can't blame people on their situation. No. It's how you handle your situation. And Draymond Green has fucking mastered a situation like not many players in NBA history have. He has elevated Steph and Clay. We know their numbers there when he go. is on the floor. He has elevated them. And that's scary. When you are, like, he is a part, he is part of the reason why Steph has two MVPs. He is part of the reason why Steph's legacy is what it is. Right? So, like he's not just contributing to his own success and what he can do as a player we can question that but you know how good you have to be to elevate greatness he's elevating greatness not he's not taking a guy from good to great like that Steph is a great player I think we all believe that Steph would be Steph without Draymond right Clay would be Clay without Draymond but he elevates them and that shit ain't easy to do
0: so the warriors are three and six they've lost obviously four in, in a row as we're recording this, having said that, do you guys think when you look at and I'm willing to bet the answer is no, Zach, because you mentioned earlier, you, you think they'll be fine. Uh, but is this kind of like a last dance type of season for the warriors in terms of what we have known them to be with all these championship runs? Or do you still think they have quite a bit left in them?
3: I think it depends on how the season goes. Like if, if, I mean, if the young guys aren't ready to take the reins next season, I I don't really know what happens because I think everybody in that organization from the owner on down feels an obligation to Steph to put him in a position to have a chance every single season. And the idea of this being a last dance season is that Kaminga and Moody and Wiseman prove that they're ready to kind of take the reins from whoever you think, Draymond, Clay, whatever. And they haven't proven that yet. We're only 10 games into the season. And if they don't, if they're not ready and by the way they're they're 20 years old like it would be kind of a surprise if they were ready i don't know that the that the book is written on like Draymond not being on the team next year obviously the punch kind of complicated that or what's going to happen with clay when he when he reengages on extension talks and all that i mean the bottom line is steph is 34 i think 33 or 34 he's still incredible a top 5 player in the nba and as long as that's true they're going to do whatever it takes to put Ooh. a real contender around him and if the kids they aren't ready for that money. next year then they got to try something else.
2: Yeah, sell, sell sell them all, trade them all and bring in some vets to go for another run. Go for that well, would be the last dance.
3: There is a there is a uh, there is a former warrior playing in Brooklyn um on a team oh. that doesn't appear to be going anywhere whose second best player just got suspended 5 games for all sorts of bad reasons. Could you, could you Who demand- demanded Who, who requested it who requested a trade not not long ago and Ooh. could you imagine I mean, getting Jordan
2: Poole, Wiseman and Kaminga? I don't even know if those numbers. I'm I I'm I'm not even know if those numbers match. I don't know any of this stuff. I'm not going to get into that stuff. I'm just saying like they would get a great haul. They would get a great haul. A great haul to start over. A great haul to oh. start over. Which
1: I think okay. the Nets should do anyways. If you get the coach that they said that is not their coach,
0: yeah. uh, so I,
1: I would blow it up and start over, right? That's the only reason you bring in. This is not a championship team. Like, they could all be healthy. That's not a championship team. Even with this team, like, if you think Claxton is going to get you to the NBA Finals, I, I just don't no, – no offense to him. Now nah, I don't want to single him out. But, like, other than oh, I read <laughs> I know, my bad. <laughs> I mean, Kyrie and KD. I'm just like Patty Mills is getting older. Seth Curry is getting older. Joe Harris is moving wobbly. But they're
2: they're not about older though, Channing. Dude, th- I'm saying I'm saying those dudes are just those guys. Those guys are just like they're the pieces around the king and queen. They're they're like they're they're the ones that the the horse and the rook. They got some moves, but you're not like the horse what is it what is it called the horsey not the, the horse what is you it? guys in your horsey.
0: analogies today oh my
3: yeah. god wait is the ro- actually so- is the ro- <laughs> is the rook
2: you got, rook, it, you got it, is it the rook the pawn? i think the
3: rook is the horse but i'm not is actually rook- sure i don't know how to play chess so i shouldn't be laughing see- oh, at oh, you but yeah. i just all i know is oh, it's not Chet the horse
2: It's the yeah. horsey the to be exact the horsey I'm- He's
1: before googly, we he's get to, right before
0: now. we dive into the nets, because that is a whole other situation, and I dive want dive you guys to, oh, <laughs> our listeners are going to love that, Janet. Uh <laughs> I want you guys to weigh in on that aspect. I do no, want knight, to finish. It's
3: the knight. It's the knight, knight that's the horse. Damn
2: it! Damn, Damn it! The horsey.
0: It's want... a bishop.
3: A bishop is involved. I'm sorry, Ali. No, no,
0: you're <laughs> so fine. I wanted... You're the I'm only one that you can free talk. Welcome
2: to the randomness, Zach. I love the randomness.
0: But I want Zach to be able to finish his thought on. Obviously, you were talking about Kevin Durant being. Oh God! Could he end up in <laughs> Golden State?
3: Uh, I would be. I mean, look, nothing would surprise me, but that would that. Would, I sure. I mean, I, I think um, Bobby Marks went over this with me today. Uh, w- Wiggins can't be traded right now because of his extension. Poole is like poison pilled because of his extension. So mechanically, as RJ alluded to, it's kind of difficult. But if you're just sort of looking objectively on who has what, the Nets would want the Warriors in the summer and now have what the Nets would want. I do, I, to Channing's point, I think in the summer, the Nets were of, of were were their mindset was, we've traded all our picks to Houston. We don't want to be bad. If we're trading Durant, we want players who can help us right now and draft picks too. I think if it, if it's over, And I think by far the most likely outcome here is that this era of Nets basketball has reached its, its end point. Like it's hard to imagine them rebuilding a contender out of the ruins of whatever the hell this is now. Um, I think they probably would change their mindset a little bit and just say, forget, forget the present, just give us all the picks, all the young players. Like we don't really care as much if we're, if we're, if we're still good now, because the Kyrie thing is unsalvageable. The Ben Simmons thing is, is not in a great spot right now. So I think it would be interesting to see if, if it ever gets to the point that Durant is available or asks to be available. And they're not at the, right now. They're just trying to pick up the pieces. Like to be clear, they're not at that point where they're looking to trade Kevin Durant. I mean, right now they're just looking to just stop drowning in controversy. Um, but it would I, look, the vultures are already circling. I can tell you that the teams that were interested in Durant then are, are gearing up to make the calls now. Yeah.
0: That is such an eerie feeling when you look up and you see vultures in the sky. Great way to describe
2: that. that. I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't seen that. Are there a lot, of vultures? There a lot of vultures? Are there a lot of
3: vultures?
0: You know that in means Toledo? there's roadkill and someone's sicking. Yeah, maybe it's a Midwest thing. I digress. Okay. Yeah. Having said that, I'll take nope, another take shot. Take a drink. Let's go to uh, the net situation. But before we do, I want to share with you, Zach, and our listeners that our next partner has a a product that we are personally using every day. Uh, We take it consistently because we love it. It is Athletic Greens. I don't know if you've heard about it, but we want better energy, better immune systems, and we got tired of taking pills and vitamins. Rich Channing, have you taken your AG1 today? Man, every day.
2: Oh, I will. Yes. You have? What do you slap, bro? You're
1: just joking. i I say yes every time, so I got to change it up.
0: Yes. Obviously, if you want to see what all the hype is about, every scoop of Athletic Greens tastes great, helps us feel our best in the morning, and we have a peace of mind knowing that we're beginning every day with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, hold, food source, superfoods, and even probiotics, and uh, we would like you to reclaim your health as well. It's one scoop of AG1 in a glass of water. Froth that baby up, That's down cool. it. It's easy, on the go however you like it uh having said that to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you i know take a shot one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com road trip and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today athleticgreens.com road trip and get started all right the Brooklyn Nets situation from here to here uh i don't know if you guys lost this in the mix of everything but they also fired their head coach, uh, <laughs> Steve Nash. <laughs> and, and with Ooh. that said, um, they're rumored to be hiring a suspended Celtics head coach, Imei Udoka. Udoka was an assistant under Nash in Brooklyn. Let me just give you some background. During the 2020-21 season, worked with Nets GM Sean Marks back in San Antonio, spent a season coaching Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. There's a lot of connections here during the 2019-20 season. I'm going to present this question to you guys, and then you take it however, whichever direction you want. Zach, I'll start with you. Can anyone, man, oh, including Yudoka, if this deal does get done, fix, yeah, you're welcome, uh, and get this team back to competing for a title? I believe you kind of answered it already, but let's start there
3: even saying the word champion or contender or whatever you want to phrase it about the nets right now it just it's just like when it comes out of your mouth and into the world it feels yeah. ridiculous like a ridiculous feeling bubbles up in your stomach the nets are 2 and 6 they're last in defense they're last in rebounding kyrie suspended nash is mutually parted ways fired whatever uh, ben simmons is averaging like 7 points a game and doesn't want to get fouled i it just feels unfathomable that someone could come in and now could could they could could everything click right and they become the sixth seed or something i i guess that's possible that feels even unlikely right now but championship contender like i keep hearing you know they think email doga can help fix their defense because of the job he did in boston last year He did an amazing job in boston super creative defensive schemes all of that is he bringing like seven guys who were candidates for the all defense team with no. him to Brooklyn? Cause if he's not, I don't really know <laughs> how that's going to work. So I don't think, I think someone could come in and get them to 500 and maybe a little bit better. Cause they have Kevin freaking Duran on their team, but anything above that feels like the ship, the ship has people, scuba divers are like, are pillaging the wreckage somewhere at the bottom of the ocean. It's
2: hard to win games in the league. People don't understand. It's hard to win 50 games. Like, wait, did we win 50 games the year? Uh, like, mm-hmm. no, we, what?
0: You uh, guys won 50 games in Cleveland?
2: No, but I know But I'm saying. we won. It was like 50, 51, right? Like, either, it was either.
3: Yeah, but you guys, you guys weren't trying until like this, the third Fair. round of the playoffs. Say, yeah, thank
2: you. Fair. <laughs> Fair but you guys got I, rocked I,
0: in New York, like yes. two weeks before playoffs started, and then you'd run through the first two, two Fair. rounds. Fair.
2: My point is is that we barely won 50 games and we were probably the best team in the league just because we were on some bullshit. So I'm saying it's hard to win games. It's hard to win games. We had the best player in the world in our team and all this shit, but like it's it, it just, if you can't move as a cohesive unit, it is one of the worst experiences that you can be a part of in sports. Right. And it's like if we're going to be like even in Utah, that's why Utah is so beautiful right now, because it's like these guys have just become a cohesive unit and they're winning games. And it's like they should be talked about because it's hard to do, especially when you're not expected to be talented. You're not. There's no expectations of like like quality. And you guys just came together and said, fuck that. We're going to be great. Like, I don't know. Watching the Nets. Struggle right now. I just, if they don't, if they, there's, I, I, I just, it's hard to see them figure out how to push in the same direction. <clears throat> my, my little take is like comparing them to the Boston
1: Celtics is like not even comparable. Like that young team has guys that are like cohesive units, guys that complement each other. Like in all actuality, if you look at like what KD does, and then you look at what Kyrie does, and you write down off the dribble shooter, pull-up shooter. They're the same, except one is seven foot tall and one of the greatest scorers of all time. Another one's one of the skilled, most skilled guards. Neither one of them run around. So what offense are you running? We tried that in Cleveland. Kyrie, set a screen. Uh, do, no, give me the ball, get the fuck out the way. That don't work. <laughs> and when you got two guys that say, give me the ball, get the fuck out the way, everyone just stands there. Then defensively, like you're asking KD every night to give you 35. He's going to be gassed. And then he's not going to do it on the other end. And then all of a sudden, guys who are specialists, you're leaving them out there on an island. Like Joe Harris is a solid defender, but he's getting destroyed because out of all the defenders, he's probably the worst. So he's just getting picked on each game, right? And then you, whoever else you bring in off the bench. it. They don't have pieces that compliment each other. They're just like, we want to win. Write a check. Go play. Make it work. And like, Defensively, they're lazy. They don't even yell at each other. Offensively, there's like, your turn, my turn. And KD just goes, everyone get out the way. I'll try to do it myself. And he's gassed 30 games in. And it's just like, it's not good basketball to watch.
0: Do the Nets so need to no. blow this up?
1: Fuck yes. <laughs>
3: I don't even think need is is the right question anymore. I think it looks inevitable Fair that they should. I mean I the last the last card they have to play, if it's over, and it maybe it's not over today, although it looks like it's over. If the Kyrie KD building a, a contender thing is over in this era, the only card they have to play is trading Durant because no one is giving you anything significant for Kyrie no. at this point. No one is giving you anything significant for Simmons with that yeah. contract. The only way to recoup stuff and get yourself set up for the next era, considering the Rockets on all your picks, the Rockets are sitting in the catbird seat right now, like watching all this wreckage and being like, "Woo, maybe we'll maybe we'll have like two shots at Victor Wembanyama, our pick and the Nets' pick." Um, the only the only arrow left in your quiver is trading Durant, and they'll probably get to that point at some at some time in the next calendar year, if not sooner, I would imagine. Unless things miraculously turn around. Can I knows? say
1: this one thing?
3: And I say this all the time. You cannot buy a championship.
1: You can add pieces to an already established culture, but you cannot buy a championship. The Nets tried to buy – they had a great team that was building. Jared Allen, uh, Janzo Russell. They had all the – they had a bench – They had culture. They had energy for each other. They just needed to add something over it, right? Like, maybe you move on from D'Angelo Russell. No big deal. Maybe you move on from a guy or two. But you basically got rid of everything you've earned over the last five years for this. And you're realizing that you just can't buy a championship. If you look at the Boston Celtics, right? They drafted those guys. And then all of a sudden... Now you add a player, you add a coach, right? And then they go to a championship. For me, I trust in Sean Marks to assess talent. When he has the opportunity, I'm giving him a chance to do that again, right? I don't know if he knows how to just pick players and make them work. I know that he knows how to pick. Like, who would have thought Jared Allen would have been what he is? I thought Kenny Atkinson should have stayed. That's just me. But like, yeah.
3: Well, but see, but Ch- Channing, what you're describing is exactly what they did when they signed Durant and Kyrie. The only guy from that frisky team you talked about that they lost in that whole process was D'Angelo yeah. Russell. They had Joe Harris, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert, Jared Allen, Kenny Atkinson, and they added those yep. two guys. He Durant and that's Kyrie. a good team. Said, they traded a good team. the rest of it.
1: That's a good team.
3: Yeah. They traded the rest of it <laughs> for Harden. That's when, they, that's when they traded all the other stuff. And by the way... Jared Allen, Kenny Atkinson got fired in part because he started Jared Allen at center and Kyrie and Durant wanted DeAndre Jordan to start at center. How's that look now? How did that look then, let alone now? By the way, so
0: much has happened that I forgot James Harden was even a piece to that puzzle. Um, It didn't last long. Zach, you mentioned what you feel or, or whatever. It's not even a question of need to blow it up. Channing, yeah, on board. Do they think what you guys know from your conversations with the Nets, obviously Rich, you're around them a lot too. Do they think, are they hoping to give a coach, whether that's Ime or not, a chance to turn this around? Do they like, actually believe that a new voice could be a difference maker?
3: I think he was, I I, I think the Nets only parted ways or fired Steve Nash or whatever because Ime Udoka was available. I don't think they were going to do this until... The Ime situation blew up in Boston. Uh, I think Ime is a really good coach. What he did with the Celtics speaks for itself. His experience in San Antonio and Philadelphia and elsewhere speaks for itself. I think the Nets are deep, deep, deep into very serious controversies and need to think very hard about whether inviting another controversy right now is is the appropriate move for them. You know, Richard said he's he's paid his price without being completely privy to everything that happened in Boston. I, I know some, I don't know all. Um, I know that the power dynamics of it were obviously problematic and would be in pretty much any corporate culture. I think the Nets probably need to take a breath here and say, "Is this is this the right time? Is this the right move? what do our female employees think of this? What is the full, can we get our hands on the full investigative report that the law firm put out for the Celtics? Because it's not something just to breeze past and say, this guy's an awesome coach, let's hire him. I think it's it's particularly for a team that is already embroiled in like unthinkable controversy. I, I, I think that's frankly part of the reason why this this hire was reportedly close to done 72 hours? I mean, I've yeah, lost all I, time I, time. I, I, I don't remember. What day did Steve Nash get fired? I don't right, even remember. Like, 48 right. hours ago, 72 hours ago. It was reportedly at the one-yard line, at the finish line, and it, it, it's Friday at 4.45 p.m., and it hasn't yeah, happened That's yet. the
2: part to me that when I look at the entire situation, everything that, that, that you know, I've heard from – with again, obviously I don't have, the, like, the, the, the report. But from the things that you're saying, hearing it, and just from the people, like, inside of the Boston organization that I've talked to, like they, they miss him, Right. And that's, that's something that again, like I, I would imagine. And I think that starting in the summer, the Brooklyn Nets were getting prepared to see who their next head coach was probably going to be, or at least just saying like, yeah, just like maybe, maybe, you know, and look, and that's what, look, Steve Nash, like that's what, that's part of the job. Like you're going to get hired. You're probably going to get fired. And so when you look around you're like, and then that situation happens in Boston. So I would imagine that they probably a lot of teams have probably been doing their vetting since that whole situation probably started. But yeah.
3: I mean, I wouldn't be psyched if I were Steve even though you're hired to be fired, and even though the star player with whom I had a prior relationship in Golden State and at least at the very least signed off on my hiring, even though he asked for me to be fired over That's the summer. crazy. I, I it it doesn't feel awesome to me to know that. If what you're saying is true, RJ, and I think common sense suggests it's true. It doesn't feel awesome to me to know that my employers were already plotting my demise before the season even started. Um, but clearly the whole culture there was broken anyway. So something was going to change and the coaches well, And was that's first more thing of what it's
2: saying, it's like, look, at the end of the day, everybody's got a job. Sean Marks has a job, right? Like everybody, you know, Joe size got a job. everybody's got a job to do and you have to be prepared if this thing gets started terribly we have to be prepared to to make changes
3: kd said it himself before the season you know the vibes were good they're going out to dinners everything's great and training camp he said i want to see what happens when we hit adversity well adversity punched him in the face from day one of the season and the whole team spiraled completely yeah fart noise channing just made a fart noise that's about right <laughs> that's Super, when it's uh, a sharp noise <laughs>
1: It's worse okay. than a fart. That's a
0: shark. That's when I saw your uh, enthusiasm on a level 10, Zach, when you were discussing this conversation at the beginning of the week. Well done by you. Um, what was
3: that? I, I don't even remember. What, when what was, you I came you know on what, NBA it, today
0: it, and you just unleashed and unloaded and your hands were in the air and it was just phenomenal. Yeah, they were psyched it, with me. I felt it through the television. Wait, they I weren't excited they the about well. who was not excited. I don't, I don't think I don't
3: think, I, think the, I don't think the Nets were that excited about. That. I don't think the Nets have been excited with a lot of media coverage this week. Um, oh, next, it's their yeah. fault.
0: This episode of Road Tripin is brought to you by Mindy. Mindy offers a line of safe and trusted hemp-derived CBD products, and I cannot skip out on the fact. That this is a women-owned company i know what you're thinking ali wow you've never sounded this hype when you're doing these reads well it's because i had a full night's sleep last night before bed i took some of mindy's sleep tincture and slept through the entire night i woke up with a ton of energy and was ready to roll even though i've been traveling non-stop and hosting nba studio shows almost every day for the past few weeks mindy's products are all natural for pain sleep stress and energy with Mindy, you have a choice between full spectrum and no THC. Mindy is a safe, inclusive choice if you're new to CBD. And oh, did I mention they're women owned? Some things they're just worth saying twice. Listen up, Road Trippers, you can save 30% off your first Mindy purchase with this exclusive offer. Just enter the promo code Road Trippin at checkout. That's 30% off your first Mindy purchase when you enter the promo code Road Trippin at checkout today. Um, okay, I have another angle. I have a couple angles before we let you go, Zach. Um, NBA scoring, I don't know if you guys knew, is exploding during the first few weeks of the season, half the league is averaging at least 115 points per game. What do you think that's a result of? Does it have anything to do with uh, the new rule change, penalizing transition take fouls? What's the answer? Mr. Lowe. I think. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, we got. Well, no, Mr. No, Jefferson, no, no. you go.
3: I got nothing. Uh, I just think every year it's more pace, more threes. And I do think the take foul thing has worked. I mean, like fast breaks, I know it's a revolutionary concept, but fast breaks are cool and it's like fun to see more fast breaks and they result in more points. I can't believe it took the league like 10 years for them to make this change. But I think every year the league just plays faster and shoots more threes and plays more shooters, which opens up the lane for more dunks and layups. And I don't know where the end point is, but offense keeps surging. Almost every year, it'll sl- it'll slow down a little bit. Probably in the middle of the season, the defenses will fight back and find different counters. But I think it's all that stuff.
0: You're pondering. Who me?
2: Richard? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought Channing was pondering. Oh no no no! Smoldering? I I just Can you think smolder um... Channing. Can you smolder? Is that oh, it?
1: Oh my god! Uh, no know. no no! I just think people don't work on defense anymore. Like people don't work on that during the summer. All people do is work on one-on-one moves. And I think a lot of people are getting an opportunity to be free stroke. And a lot of these teams who are supposed to be bad or on Victor watch, those guys work out. And Lori had a great, for instance, again, Utah, Lori had a great, I think it was FIBA. He was balling. Yep. Right. And so he comes back and he's like, Oh, none of y'all want to guard me. Yakup is torching them up. Like, nobody wants to – guys want to play. And I think these first 25 games, guys are getting an opportunity to make mistakes. You look at Golden State. You look at some of these other teams that are playing a little bit deeper in their bench. And then they're playing against guys who could just flat out get buckets. And then what defense do you really have unless you're Toronto, Boston, or Cleveland? Or the Mm -hmm. Lakers sometimes. Like what, what oh, do you,
0: know, you do? The kid, it's a hey now, Hey now, sometimes she was, need you so to ditch that.
1: she was so proud. I'm
0: very proud of the Allie, Lakers on the defensive end right now. I was also going to say like
1: second to last in pace. I hate teams that do that. We'll, we'll talk about that later. I
0: was also. Yeah, but the s- Lakers
3: are the Lakers are good, even if you factor outpace their defense. Like points per possession, yeah, like, but look at the, at, the, at, the, at the end of oh, okay. at the end of the season, though, at the end of the season, with very few exceptions, and one of which was your Cleveland team, which was an average defensive team that was just <laughs> so unbelievable on offense and could turn it up when it mattered. at the end of the season, you know who's going to be there. It's going to be the best defensive teams and let, you know, one, maybe, you know, some crazy Phoenix suns level, seven seconds or less team gets all the way there in the end. But for the most part, you still got to be good at defense. The Warriors and the Celtics were like, you know, one in three or one in four in defense last year. Uh, The bucks, no one's talking about the bucks. Seven and oh, Middleton's not even playing. Um, uh, Other guys that Connaughton's hurt and they're number one in defense and they're, they're scary on defense. Yeah. Thank you, Giannis. (laughs) Man, dude, well, I was he's also re- going to say incredible. that the Raptors and their,
0: their 11 steals a game aren't going to like your comment there, Channing.
1: Jeez. Okay, I, I said the Raptors are good. I watched when OG had six of them suckers. I said, how? What? Who's dribbling this fucking basketball? Six steals is crazy. I think my career high is two. <laughs> I, that was on accident. I kicked <laughs> one of them hoes. I said, like, boom.
0: <laughs> Do you say one of them hoes?
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my God, dad. Okay. I want to have a little bit of fun to end this podcast, but before we do, is there any other basketball hot takes fun, anything on your mind, on your heart, vulturing over top of all of us that you want to get off your chest before we do talking to me, anyone, any of you, anyone buzzards, we're talking to Zachary. Can you please tell me that you've seen vultures circling, 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 circling,
3: Hot takes. I'm looking at the standings to see if, if there's any hot takes that I have. Uh, oh, I
0: actually... How about the Clippers? We haven't talked about the Clippers. Oh, they were
3: on my mind. Four and four. Kind of stabilized, though. Like, one, two in a row. They needed those two wins. That felt important to, like, not be two and six. We with, only with Kawhi. talk about
2: the Clippers when it comes to Kawhi. If he's not playing, they don't matter. If he's
3: playing, they're extremely relevant. But they matter because... They matter because he's going to play at some point, hopefully soon. They matter because they traded everything to put this team together four years ago, including, by the way, people sometimes forget Shea Gilders-Alexander, who we just talked about, was part of that trade. People focus yeah. on the picks and the swaps. Like the, the Thunder got a really good player, a star player in that trade. And they just, you know, it, the West is so good and you don't want to be in the play-in, Like even with Kawhi out, scrounging those wins matters because it could be the difference in the end between a really hard road in the playoffs or a little bit more of a comfortable road. So I, I pay attention even when he's out because I do think the peak version of their team is going to be really good, but they just haven't looked, their they just offense haven't looked very gross. good. It, it is it, like Norm Powell like, has no rhythm. Dude, Reggie uh, Jackson makes weird. awful
1: decisions and I can say this because this is basketball now as a person he makes, he acts very different when their team is at like full staff. Right. Or like when John Wall sits down, he's like, Oh, my turn. Let me just go back to like 2016 Reggie Jackson when he was like (laughs) on the Pistons. I'm like, what are you doing? Like he now I don't know if he thinks he's going to get traded. I don't know what the deal is, but like, if he could be solid, they will get a lot of opportunities, but he just like at times just looks like he's out there on an the island by himself, like just playing pickup. This ain't YSBL or Drew League. Oh, don't, 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 don't. No, you don't don't. Are you dude. guys?
3: Here's here's one. Are are you are either of you? Channing alluded to this at the beginning. Are either of you concerned about Minnesota with Gobert looking clunky and being 4-4, four and four, or is that just a case of talent's going to win out, they're going to no. be fine? They're fine.
2: I think they're going to be fine.
3: No. Oh, we have a disagreement. Channing's out. No. Super out. You're stunning the no, growth
1: no. of your best player for oh, somebody no, that is no. absolutely no. – you want to play that dinosaur in today's game who can't punish wow. a uh, – he cannot – Zach, can you look this up because you're the stack guy.
3: I would say, what well, do you what your I'm not your personal <laughs> researcher? I will look <laughs> I it up if coming. I feel like looking yeah, it up. And it's Friday coming. at 5 o'clock. I don't feel like looking <laughs> it up.
0: <laughs> here's, the, Gobert, here's the he he thing. He no, you I want him short,
3: to finish, though, because he's going, he's going somewhere interesting. Yes. He's going somewhere interesting yes. on Rudy. I want you to go. Rudy Gobert
1: is one of the worst players at taking advantage of a mismatch. If you are going to play a screen and roll big, the reason why Jared Allen and guys like that are effective are because – not only do they screen and roll, but if you switch, they can get a shot and finish around the rim. Rudy Gobert, for the time that he is in the game, clogs up the paint, and they I think they give up number six, so like a lot, top ten, giving up the most threes. Why? Because Rudy's natural inclination is to go, well, I'm going to stop you from getting a a, a dunk. But he's like, Your play, everybody in the league, I would say 80% of the league, has a big man that can play... And shoot threes. So, what does he do that helps you be better? He, he doesn't. Over the long run, he does nothing that will make oh, you be that, better the long that's,
2: run. Bro, that's aggressive. Nothing, bro. The Richard,
0: one thing that Zach Lowe did have a stat on is that when Gobert and Towns are on the court together, they are bottom three in the league scoring. Richard. Yeah, it
3: hasn't, it hasn't, it's been ugly so far
0: weigh in why were you not agreeing with Channing
2: no I just think they'll figure it out I I, I think that they do have a ton of talent and uh, like even like what we did a, a thing with Anthony Edwards he was like oh the he didn't have a dunk on the year yet and it was like
3: is that that's crazy
2: yeah but like don't he's like oh the the the, the paint is clogged up and it's like come on and like you don't jump over people bro like, don't tell me that the, that's no, those I'm just Richard. saying those were his words, uh, Channing, those were his words. And then stuff like this. Watch like Rudy ran up into a pick and roll and he was like, no, no, get away, get away. So Rudy goes back down to the block and then he tries to go. As you understand, uh, uh, Richard, as you Rudy can't even dribble and make a pass. Yes. Out. But He's what not I'm a saying, mobile big. What I'm saying is that you can learn how to work the pick and roll. You can learn how to split the pick and roll. Because whoever's guarding Rudy is probably going to be a big also. I'm just saying once he learns how to attack in these areas, then I think their team will get better. But he's still a young player. They have to learn how to play together. It's not all just like going to be perfect in the first 10 games of the season.
3: The weird thing is last season, the guy starting in Gobert's place was Jared Vanderbilt, who just hang, hung around the rim the same area as Gobert. He's not as tall. Maybe he doesn't take up as much space, but it's not like they were playing some super spacing you know, guy and post-up yeah. threat or whatever in, in the place that Gobert is now. I am more with Richard. I think they're still going to win a lot of regular season games. Also, D'Angelo Russell quietly kind of looking pretty blah, yeah. blah. He so needs like, to go to the bench yeah. and get his confidence back. I watched
1: him and I was like he has no room. He's a big time he need to touch the ball all the time. But that's ant nowadays or, or cat or you gotta involve Rudy. You can't just sit him on the
3: side. A Lot of chefs, a lot of chefs in the kitchen. Yes, I think like, that's out. why I think they'll fig- they'll figure it out, but it is it's been a little clunkier. I'm sorry, Allie, I hi- I hijacked your podcast by talking about the Timberwolves. No
0: my god, I opened it up for you. This that's is exactly great. where I wanted you to go. Yes. Um, okay, but because I need to keep your wife happy, happy wife, happy life. Um, we only have a couple more minutes. So it's the truth. So um, oh, let's, end, let's <laughs> end on this. Because, Zach, when I saw it on your 10 things, how ironic is this? The last three times that I've been down to um, Crypto.com Arena, I thought it was Staples. I haven't been there in two years, and I finally get back there. And it has been on my mind, and I've said it to myself every single time. The coaches really adopted the no suits. They really went to those quarters. I the other day I was like, they're out there in sweats.
1: Because they're what getting is, sweaty.
0: Are are we a fan of like what is is this real? Are we a fan of this? What what is I, I'm all over the place with it. I know athleisure is the thing, but man, we ran with it.
3: It's over. It's the suits over. are over. The coach the coaches are not going back to suits. They voted They've made their wishes known. They don't like to pack the suits. Oh. They don't like to iron the suits. The shoes are uncomfortable. They're not going back to the suits. And I, as a, um, generally a slovenly individual, uh, who Your does suit not game spend improved, any though. money.
2: Your suit game is Suit
3: game's improved. improved. Not by my choice. Yeah. Not by my choice. <laughs> I, if left to my own devices, my wife will tell you, I will spend $0.00 and 0 cents per year on clothes annual budget, $0.00, That's amazing. um, it This is basketball, man. we're not it's not diplomacy. We're not in a courtroom. It's a sweaty gym full of screaming people, drinking beer, and having fun, dressed apart. they all match now, they look nice, they look ma- i now look, I don't think you should wear sweatpants. I don't think there should be like holes in the pants. I don't think you should be wearing flip flops like there needs to be some decorum, <laughs> and they have achieved the right balance. I am anti suit mm. I don't wanna wear suits. I wear ties over under one point five times a year. I am pro casual. I am happy that casual has won, and I think the suits are gone. You guys agree? Richard, look, you 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 would want if you were a head coach, would you? There are a lot of coaches who want the suits. There are there is a minority of coaches who want the suits to come back, because they like. They like you know getting their Riles on. They I like getting too. their Chuck Daly on. Yeah,
2: I I I think you want the suits back. Mm-hmm. As a man of comfort myself, who lives in Manhattan Beach and only walks around in well, I like hands, that
3: better than describing myself as slovenly. I'm going to describe myself as a man of comfort. I, That's better. You
2: stick with me, Zach. I'll help you. Um, yeah, as a man of comfort, a man of leisure. Um, I understand that, and the packing because I now have to pack and travel myself. Right, that sucks. Right, like people are like, oh, you probably travel the same as the players. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not on private planes. It's like packing when you're on a private plane and someone comes to your room to pick up your luggage, right? And then take yeah. your luggage to the bus. And then after that, you grab your suit or whatever. Like like we got to make sure we understand it. And like just it is catered in a, the most flawless of perfect ways to make it as easy as possible. Is it a hassle? Yes. Do I think that it presents awesome for like the teams I think it does versus seeing like six different people in matching like half zips you know what I'm saying like put them in a jersey like baseball right like do something else <laughs> what? Oh, no that's that's that's, that's the most ridiculous okay. joke. That's it's a joke
3: get off the high noons <laughs> <laughs> it would be very funny if all yes. of a sudden I'm not even going to name a coach. There are some coaches who, if they came out with the sleeveless jersey oh, on, dude. it would be they should make they should do that for one day of season. They should have Coach Jersey Day and all the coaches just wear jerseys. just one game. That's it across the league.
1: No. Too many bellies. No, too many bellies.
0: I love I love the suits. I miss the suits. Look good, play good, perform good. I was here for uh, well, maybe maybe Christmas the Day. Styles. Maybe
2: maybe stuff like that. Like Christmas Day, everybody rocks a suit. You know what I'm saying? No. Something along those lines. Let's let's at least – let's never – let's just never have a coach wear a suit because the problem is now is that are you – like, is that the mandatory look? Could a coach wear a suit if he
3: wanted to? I don't think so. I think this is wow. now agreed. I think the uniformity Indeed. has been sort of – So, you know, when it really, when it was officially the nail in the coffin, the the bubble, I wrote a story about this when the bubble, the bubble is the The reason that this happened. Like they didn't want to bring the suits to the bubble. It seemed like there are no fans. Like, let's go casual. And the coach was like, "Oh, this is fun. And when I I wrote a story on it and I surveyed as many coaches as I could and Spo, when Spo said to me almost in a whisper, Pat, I think Pat's going to kill me. I like the casual stuff better than the suits. I don't want to go back to the suits because Pat, of course, was Mr. Armani yeah. in the 80s and 90s. And when Spo, when Spo defected from team suit, I think it, I think it was over. Oh, okay. Mm.
2: Spo. it's your fault, bro. Spoh's the that's man. That's so funny.
0: There's just yeah, bring it back it. for Christmas Day. Bring it, it back
3: for Christmas Day. Bring it back for like, this is, what it, this is the kind of stuff that's fun to talk about. This is nonsense. This is what's fun to talk yeah, about. Right? Welcome to our. Uh,
0: we do cheating. it every day. Channing, you've got like three minutes. You should do off the dome questions with Zach Lowe. Because let's honestly, I feel like all we know about Zach is he likes basketball. Uh, so
1: let's get to, oh let's get to know Zach. Uh, favorite sport to watch live other than basketball. These are supposed to be rapid hitters. <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Damn. Uh, hockey. H- okay, great. Hockey. Uh, favorite hockey sounds amazing.
3: Diana Taurasi. Does that count as non-NBA? Yeah, totally. totally. Or do you want me to no, go no, deeper? No, no,
1: no, that counts. Okay. Uh, what is the – is it harder to hit a hole-in-one or as a regular person, hit a baseball
3: going 100 miles an hour? Wait a second. So am I? Am I a regular person yes. and you're not a regular person? No, no, person? I'm a regular person too. I, I, okay. I
1: suck at both these things. Have you seen me throw a first pitch?
3: I think it would be harder to hit a hole-in-one because if I trained – if I the, the hundred if I have a hundred mile an hour fastball coming at me and you just give me a day to get my timing yeah. right, I'll I'll put it in play. Hole in one, I could go my whole life. Yeah. I could be a, like a trained golfer. So, but
1: hole in one. Uh, cat or dog? dog? Dog. Dog. Burgers or
3: hot dogs? Burgers. Burgers. Pizza or sushi? Oh, pizza! Ten times out of ten, oh, and I like sushi. But pizza, pizza is my desert island. For- uh,
1: <laughs> summertime in the East Coast or wintertime in the West
3: Coast? Summertime in the East Coast. Ooh, uh, New York or L.A.? Come on, man! I know, I know. L.A., let's go. No, 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 no. I lived in New York for 20 years. I lived in New York for almost 20 years. New New York's the best. New York's I love L.A. New York's the best city in the world. This is true. Uh, If you had to live in one city in the Midwest,
1: not Chicago, that had an NBA team, (laughs) where would you live?
3: (laughs) Oh, it has an NBA team?
1: So like Minnesota, Indiana, OKC, Dallas, Houston. I
3: got you. I got you. I'll even throw in Utah no to no on utah Uh, Uh, salt lake is beautiful i'm gonna go i'm i'd like to i'd like to experience texas i'm gonna go dallas dallas is my favorite of the three texas cities to visit it's it's he gave gave them texas too it's not you know it's not he
1: he gave me he gave me texas Uh, if you had 10 million dollars what would be the first thing you buy
3: No, i'm not a big buy i'd, I'd probably buy like a beach house Ooh, somewhere where? somewhere like on on the co- i probably on like the coast of italy Ooh, somewhere the amalfi a, coast something it's wonderful. Like yeah. yeah uh
1: what else what was i gonna say oh i don't what know
3: if my 10 million dollars gets me a nice beach house on the amalfi coast so i might have yeah. to i might have to go somewhere would else? you
0: rather be locked up in a room with richard for 10 years or get a tattoo of anything you want on your forehead
1: you just get a band-aid tattoo on your forehead. I'm that fucking bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck?
3: Well, I mean, 10 the, years? the tattoo, because because if I'm locked in a room with Richard for 10 years, like, do I not get to see my family? Do I not get to eat food? Like, Am I just in the room? for? Ta- the room I, it could the be Richard. anyone. I don't want to be locked in a room with anyone for 10 years. I'd get a tattoo of yeah. uh, I, anything I want.
0: Anything you want. On your forehead. It's there for life. The, right, smack
3: the right smack in the middle, or can I middle. get it nope, like on the side?
0: smack in the middle.
1: I just get a. I'm still going
3: tattoo. It's only ten
1: years. They go cross for like a couple tears. (laughs) I really dive in it. I just like yo. I'm a soundcloud rapper now. (laughs) Stop. Okay, one player, not pretty. I don't want to say not pretty famous. Not your regular list of guys that you would pay money to go watch.
3: Can I at least look at the standings and see if see if something jogs my memory? uh da, da, da. not so not the regular no, no, no. i can't be like
1: luca Ja, zion braun kd Giannis.
3: is dame dames too easy
1: no i'd say i'd give you dame i'll well, give you dame that's a great one
3: if you're giving me dame i'm gonna take dame because yeah. you because you might get one of those games where he makes like six bombs and yeah. eight trips and show. the crowd's going crazy i went to the game the give other me night.
1: it was on espn Shut up. Oh, up. Yeah. Fancy boy. They,
3: they oh my lost, gosh,
0: but Channing, was what game? was it like sitting courtside? You looked massive.
1: Weird. I know I look massive because I'm sitting next to a 10 year old. Also, I have yeah. broad shoulders.
0: Damn. Well, and they cram,
2: like they make the, they, those seats don't have a lot of space. Oh, They're trying two, to get, two, those yeah. are the most expensive they' You're going to be in there like this.
1: It was It was awesome. sitting in front row.
0: So it was up to a lot of
1: guys. I forgot. I knew. Oh, yeah.
0: Zach, you're amazing. This has been fun. We hope you'll come back and join us. We love all your tapes.
3: Anytime, guys. Zach, Anytime. A Always a good time. Thanks for having Jennifer. me. Yes. I like these. This, this tattoo on my forehead question. I'm going to be thinking about the rest ah, of the night. Like, what would I get? What, 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 what would it be? Thank you. Yeah. By
0: the way, Richard said that you could follow him for any kind of um, tips and tricks when you said that you like athleisure. This dude literally walks around the South Bay in barefoot. I'm surprised he hasn't shown up to Whoa. countdown uh, barefoot. So yeah. talk about athleisure. Uh, you can follow Zach Lowe at Zach Lowe underscore NBA, NBA senior, NBA writer, obviously. You can go check him out on all the things. And he is the host of the wonderful Low Post podcast. Zach, thanks so much.